You're listening to the 49 Carats Podcast, a 49ers goldmine production with Angelina Martin and Stephanie Sanchez. Hey, everybody. You're about to listen to a new 49 Carats Podcast episode that was recorded on August 30th, Monday afternoon. At the time of this episode's recording, we had not yet heard about any of the players the 49ers had cut to make out their 53-man roster. We also had not yet heard about Trey Lance's finger injury, which will keep him out for seven days. So please keep this in mind when listening. I'll now return it over to our episode. Enjoy. What's going on, everyone? And welcome to another episode of the 49 Carrots Podcast. You're joining us for a pretty awesome episode where we are going to put our GM hats on and project the 53-man roster Also, we're going to go through some news, you know, we're going to do all that stuff, talk about the last preseason game. I'm Stephanie. (laughs) I have my co-host here, Ange, Angie, Ange Wrights. Whichever one you want to go with. Whichever one. Ange Sunshine, you know, all that. So how are you feeling, Ange? You know, I'm feeling good. I'm ready for the season to start. Sunday was a lot of fun to watch. I don't know if it's quite you know, what we will see this season, but hell, it was a blast nonetheless. Um, And I think the Raiders and along with everyone else in the NFL, we're thinking WTF is going on. So I'm excited to talk (laughs) about the game. I'm excited to talk about our 53 roster, 53 roster, 53 man roster projections and uh, see if we kind of are on the same wavelength like we usually are. If we have a couple different picks for the roster. Right. Which one of us is going to be John Lynch and which one of us is going to be Kyle Shannon? I feel like you have the drip, so you have to be Kyle. <laughs> okay. Like, okay that's I'm not, I like that. Yeah, I'm not swaggy <laughs> enough to be uh, Kyle. I'm more of like, I'm a good talker. That's what I got going there you go. for me. Okay. So I feel like it kind of matches up. Before we get into this week in 49ers history, we just wanted to quickly give our thoughts and uh, prayers to any, anyone who is in Louisiana right now and in the eye of the storm, Storm Ida. Um, it's been downgraded to tropical storm, so that's a that's some good news. And then also anyone who is affected by the Caldor fire um, in Lake Tahoe. It's making its way to South Lake Tahoe. There are some evacuations happening. So our hearts go out to you guys, and please stay safe out there. Yeah, devastating imagery coming out of both of those places um it's crazy to have all these natural disasters going on at the same time and we're lucky enough to not be affected by them but yeah shout out Steph for thinking of uh giving our our thoughts and prayers to those who are suffering right now because you know if if you're evacuating and you're safe you're still suffering like I've never had to evacuate from anywhere in my life so can't even imagine what they're going through Right. Scary, scary stuff. So we're thinking about you guys and stay safe. Um, So this week in 49ers history, Ange, do you want to take us away on that one? Yeah, um, I'll I'll start with Joe Staley's birthday is today. Uh, He's 37 years old. And by today, if you're listening, audio listeners, we recorded this on August 30th. Uh, Joe Staley is 37 years old today. And this is an even more exciting birthday for him, maybe, because it was recently announced that he's going to be joining NBC Sports Bay Area as an analyst for the pre and post game live. So 
I know we all love to hear what Joe Staley had to say when he was on the 49ers. And, you know, even since he's been retired, he he's stuck around and given his two cents on everything. So it'll be awesome to see him in the pre and post game lives. I'm so excited. Uh, what do you think really about excited. that stuff? Oh, dude, he's such a character. Like I yeah. miss the Joe show so much. And to have him, even in his first interview, did you see his, in, he was interviewing George Kittle uh, yeah. <laughs> last week. That was hilarious. Like he's just going to add a new perspective and some fun to the media room. So that'll be really fun. Yeah. And then also this week in 49ers history, 49ers linebacker Elvis Dumerville announced his retirement on this day in 2018. Um, he had his last season in the NFL with San Francisco in 2017. So we wanted to recognize that beautiful day in San Francisco 49ers history. Anything you want to add about Elvis? What a guy. Uh, I remember at the time he was one of our only good pass rushers. That was before our Nick Bosa days when we didn't have too many <laughs> good pass rushers. So yeah, hope Back he's doing we were, well in his retirement. <laughs> yeah, when we were pass rush poor. Exactly. Yeah, so do do we want to hop into the 49ers news? Yes, we don't have as much news to go over as last week. We'll have more tomorrow when uh, the 49ers do their cut to 53-man roster. But um, since the last time we spoke, the team resigned uh, offensive lineman Corbin Kalfusi and waived uh, Kai Nakua. Got that right. And um, Richie James yeah. <laughs> suffered a knee injury that will keep him out at least six weeks. So super bummer for him. He was waived injured and that opened up a roster spot. And with that roster spot, they signed drumroll and you want to River Craycraft is back, baby. He was he has risen. to a one-year deal after being cut last week. You thought. You thought he was gone. Just to be back. cut again. <laughs> Just to be cut again. <laughs> Hell yeah. We got we got the River Craycraft squad in the comments. Yo. East Bay Chris. He knows what's up. He knows. He knows. He's part of the Craycraft hive. Um, so, yeah, it'll be awesome to see him not on the 53 man but you know on the practice squad and maybe we'll see some action from him this season yeah you never know there was only one injury from yesterday's game and you know it was a concussion to Tra Travis Benjamin so all in all not terrible I mean you know he'll probably be out a week or so um so that, I'd say that's pretty positive news on the injury front everyone was starting yesterday for the most part and Obviously, one of the biggest concerns was that with that is that some of your starting players are going to get injured, and that did not happen. So that was great luck. Um, but did you see there was some concern after the game about Trey Lance's hand? He was grabbing it after it got hit. Yeah, I mean, he he did say, um, you know, he wasn't too worried about it. Uh, they were going to yeah. see how it reacted today. So I'm not worried about it. If he's not worried about it, you know, he's continued playing in the game after the fact. So I would say probably okay yeah yeah and Kyle I think said he just like jammed his finger or something which is never fun but obviously not something to be too concerned about now going on to some observations from the final game we saw some players making their preseason debut George Kittle Trent Williams to name a few also Jaquaski Tart who had been injured much of training camp so that was good to see we saw Hufunga 
Hufunga! Just so you know, that's <laughs> you. You maybe have seen me tweet that. That's you know, if you wanted that's the to, visualization. Yeah, if you wanted to know what that sounded like, there you go. So he started alongside Tart um, on some two safety looks. So. What do you think about that? That was pretty interesting to see him starting. I know Kyle Shanahan has been saying, you know, he's vying for a starting role, but they also have Tavon Wilson. And, um, you know, I thought I thought that was interesting. What did you think? Yeah, um, I thought it was cool to see him start. Obviously, we don't know if that's going to be the case come season. But um, even though he wasn't as loud on Sunday, I think he had one tackle. Um, he was still in every play uh, hitting hard. So, I'm I'm a big Huff fan. I guess his nickname is apparently Huff, which East Bay Chris just commented. I don't like that. I will not yeah, I be know. calling him Huff because uh, I just think of Aubrey Huff from the Giants and like probably maybe my least favorite person on the planet. So I'm gonna try and think of something more fun uh, for Hufanga. So we'll see. I'm not ro- I'm not rocking with Huff, but yeah, it was it was great to see him in the game and um, playing a contributing role on the team. Yeah, definitely. Um, another player we saw, former safety, now linebacker, uh, Marcel Harris. He seems to be, you know, coming on nicely at his linebacker role. Actually, just last episode, someone asked me if I thought he would make the roster. I said no at the time. Um, but, you know, I think D'Amico Ryan said, you know, he's been playing well. I saw that uh, uh, yesterday. So, you know, I, I think I'm going to take those words back, and I think he has a – pretty good shot to make this roster at linebacker actually his switch to linebacker probably you know secured him a spot so it was nice that he was willing to do that anytime the coaches are singing your praises it's usually a good sign uh so it's nice to see him kind of slide into that role uh where you know the 49ers could use it so yeah, definitely. Um, another thing we saw, which is kind of the talk of the town around 49ers <laughs> Twitter, is this quarterback committee. I mean, we've, we've been hearing Kyle Shanahan, you know, hint at it throughout the offseason a bit. Um, but this is the first time we've seen them kind of do it, you know, full force with the um, starting uh, offensive line as well. So what, what were your thoughts of that? I just wish I could go back to yesterday and like refeel the emotions that I was feeling during that that first series, that first drive, because I was literally like, oh, my God, this is insane. This is insane. And part of me, I was still trying to kind of figure it out. I was like, is this what we're rolling with? Like, are we going to have a two quarterback offense that is like a dual headed monster? I don't know if I would refer to it as a monster quite yet, but or I also was like, is Kyle Shanahan just trying to see what both of them can do with all the starters in. So I was kind of confused at first, but then as the game went on and I saw how it was working really well, I was like, Oh my God, maybe this could be part of the plan. I don't think it's going to be as big of a part of the plan as it was on Sunday. um, Because that would just be, I feel like kind of reckless um, because the more you have both guys playing, the more likely it is that one of them is going to get hurt, which um, you don't really want, I don't know, some people might, but that's not the game plan you want to roll with, especially if they decide to cut um, Nate Sudfeld. So we'll see what happens. I thought it was exciting AF, though. What about you? It definitely was exciting. And one thing that we have to keep in mind, though, is that the Raiders weren't playing, like, what, any other starters, right? Like most, no. if not 
any yeah so you know that's something to consider um east bay chris also says i don't know if it's the right move to rotate quarterbacks but it was hell exciting to watch yeah no doubt it was definitely exciting to watch again like it seems like there are pros and cons to this you mentioned one of them like you know what if there's more risk to one of them getting hurt also i think one of the pros is you know obviously it keeps the defense um you know guessing as to what you're gonna do next i mean kyle shanahan is a genius and (laughs) if he has you know two quarterbacks at his disposal and let's just say it it opens up the offense even more there's no telling what he's gonna do so that already was scary right the the only thing that i was thinking is whenever trey lance was in there and raheem mosert was in there i was like oh my god like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it just opened things up for Mozart. And the fact Mozart's already really fast. And if you just could get defenses to, you know, have a half a second of thinking a little bit more, that's just going to open up a lane for him even quicker or that that lane's going to close up even slower for him. So um, he's going to take advantage of that. And yeah, it was really exciting to see. And, and they were both successful in it. They both scored rushing touchdowns um, <laughs> while they were, doing it so yeah was- i ha- i have to laugh i thought that dude i thought jimmy g broke his neck on <laughs> his touchdown that he had i was like oh my god what are you what are you doing um, like, well there goes jimmy <laughs> that was awesome to see i wanted to throw out really quick while we were talking about um the heemster and trey lance yeah. both in the backfield i mean that first it was uh, a read option i think where Raheem just took off. Trey Lance also took off sprinting, you know, as as you do on that play. Terrifying. Like, it yeah. was actually terrifying to see both of them just, like, sprinting up the field. And, like, if I were on the opposing defense, I, like, literally terrifying is the only word that comes to mind because they're both so fast and so big. It was just nuts. Right. And a few people were pointing out that Trey Lance, had he kept it, he could have probably scored a touchdown on that play, too. But yeah, really good to see. Um, but we did also see some drops from the receivers once again. Trey Lance has nine of his pass attempts this preseason dropped, and that's uh, 32.1% of his catchable targets. And that's three more than any other quarterback. So, I mean, we we talked about it last week. Like, is he throwing the ball too fast? Some some people were saying, like, it's a ball too wobbly. Like, wh- what are your thoughts? Yeah, that's literally what I was about to say. I know there's a lot of discourse uh, between fans and analysts right now as to why these drops are affecting Lance so much. And yeah, we talked about it a little bit last week. Is he throwing it too hard? Um, Now, you know, people are wondering, are his passes too wobbly? Like, is he not gripping the ball in the right spot? Which are all things that can be corrected. Granted, you don't want to still be dealing with those things the last week of preseason if this man is going to be starting games for you or playing in games honestly I have no idea why they're dropping the ball wobbly fast whatever is up with the ball if it touches your hands if you're a wide receiver or any type of receiver in the NFL you should be catching the ball that's just my opinion Um, because most of the time these throws haven't been bad throws I know there obviously have been some bad throws by Trey Lance I'm not saying all of his throws are perfect but catchable passes so it's definitely a problem uh, that I hope doesn't carry over into the regular season with the receivers that's all I can say I don't I don't know why they're dropping the ball to be honest I don't think anyone does or else they would have fixed it 
Right. It's a mystery. And we even saw Wes Welker. There was like a video clip from practice of Wes Welker just like <laughs> throwing the ball at the receivers, like getting them to practice catching. And I don't know if Wes Welker can quite um, throw, throw it as hard as <laughs> but it was, it, you know, it they're working they're like on the same it. Size. it looks like. <laughs> they're working on it at least. Let's move on. One of the other observations was that the starting defense looked fast out there like their closing speed is impressive like they were just swarming the ball they did look fast and I think obviously you have to note that the Raiders weren't starting any of their starting offensive linemen but yeah I mean that doesn't hinder the speed of these athletes that the 49ers do have on defense so while getting to the ball might have been easier they still did look fast as fuck boy sorry I I cussed (laughs) but (laughs) I had to say I had to say it um, but yeah, that, that, that would just be what I would add is that it was the, it was number one, it was the Raiders. Um, I got to talk a little shit about the Raiders because my boyfriend's a Raiders fan and as 49ers fans do, I must, but also like it wasn't even the starting Raiders. So right. it is what it is. That's one time. <laughs> that's one time I've said that during the episode. We'll keep she counting. said she would not say it is what it is <laughs> at any point today. She actually, she gave herself one. Yeah, that was it. There it is right there. She's not allowed to say it again. (laughs) Um, So I was mentioning some of the players that we saw for the first time this preseason. Elijah Mitchell was also one of them. Jalen Hurd was also one of them. So Mitchell is back from his injury, which is exciting to see. Um, What did you think of his play? You know, he looked a little discombobulated at times, but when, you know, (laughs) but when he was running, he was running well. So what did you think of Mitchell? Yeah, I love discombobulated. I would not have thought of the, I was going to say maybe like rusty. Um, you know, it was his his first time playing this preseason. Right. I, we saw the rust. I, he ended up shaking off the rust by, the, you know, a few plays in. But he obviously went the wrong way on a handoff. And he also had a false start. And I think that was, might have been in the same drive. Don't quote me on that, though. It might not have been the same drive. But regardless, you could tell that he just hasn't played in a while. Um, So, again, those are all things that will come as he gets more playing time at the NFL level. So I thought it was exciting. I thought he looked great. Um, The the kickoff returns are a huge plus. Uh, Anytime, you know, you have a competent person who can get that many yards on a kickoff return, that's exciting um, as a fan and I'm sure as a special teams coach. So you could have expected worse from him, I guess. Yeah, I was going to mention the the special teams contribution as well. You know, as roster cuts come around, that could be, you know, something that is able to keep him around. Jalen Hurd is another player who, you know, we've talked about somewhat being on the bubble, having some struggles coming back from injury. He had a decent showing. I mean, again, you could see the rust. He hadn't played a game in, what, since the 2019 preseason? That's so, a long time. It's a really long time, so we're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. He played 25 snaps. You can tell, like, Kyle Shanahan was really trying to, you know, get him the ball. He dropped two passes, and he was graded the lowest of the 49ers. Might be just on offense, but he was graded uh, 49.2, so not not stellar. Yeah, uh, you could definitely see the rest, obviously. Um, like we said, he hasn't played in, like, two years, so – props to him to getting back on the field. Like that is a, that's a mentally difficult thing to do to, to come back from injury and fight through injury and train in order to be good enough to even get back on the field. So big props to him. Um, And then, I mean, his time off the field 
showed while he was on the field. I mean, you just talked about how he was targeted six times and he had pretty much as many yards in the game as receivers that were only targeted like one or two times and had like one or two catches. So um, I feel like he's still getting his feet on the turf, but yeah, good things to come if he's, if he makes the, the roster. Yeah. And this is actually a good segue into our cap or no cap segment. Um, for those of you who don't know cap again is, is a kind of slang word. We say if, if someone's, you know, BSing, basically, no cap means, okay, yeah, 100, you right. Um, <laughs> so uh, this week's cap or no cap. So Kyle Shanahan said that Jalen Hurd is one of the team's top six receivers. And this was part of his quote, but you've got to make sure guys are healthy enough to play through the year, that they don't just get to week one and only lost a quarter and a half. And then they've got another injury and you're wishing you had another guy there, but he didn't make the 53 because of that. So this is a two-parter cap or no cap question for you. Um, do you think Kyle Shanahan truly believes that Hurd is a top six receiver on the team? And two, do you think all he needed, all Hurd needed to do was remain healthy at the end of yesterday's game to make the 53 man? I'm going to say no cap. I think Kyle is being straight up here. I think he really likes Jalen Hurd. And I think he does believe that he's a top six receiver on this team, especially when you account for uh, the, the Richie James injury and now Travis Benjamin, who has a concussion. I believe he'll be on the 53-man roster. Um, should I move on to part two? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Also, no cap. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think Kyle pretty much was like, yo, if he's healthy, I'm going to give him a shot. I'm excited for it. I think Hurd has that duality. You know, he can run the ball and that can make him a really valuable weapon in, in this run-heavy hybrid offense that Kyle Shanahan runs. So I think that he values players like that that can do more than one thing. Right, right. So for the first one, do I think Kyle Shanahan believes that Hurd is a top six receiver on the team? No cap. I mean, it was interesting to hear him say that, but... You know, I, I think him saying that didn't necessarily guarantee Heard a roster spot. But, yeah, I mean, it's not crazy to think that he's one of the most talented six receivers on the team. I mean, there's a reason that Kyle Shanahan drafted him. Um, and obviously there's something that he likes. And as we saw with, you know, a player like Dante Pettis, like I was about to say he that was, he, he was very, dudes. he was very patient with Dante Pettis and, you know, Pettis, his issue was an injury. So I think here with Hurd, um, you know, he has that benefit of the doubt. He's coming back from injury. We're going to give you a shot. So on the second one, do I think that all Hurd needed to do was remain healthy? Earlier in the week, I would have probably said that that was cap. But again, with the Richie James injury, like that definitely changed some things. Also after the game, like, Throughout all this preseason, we've been talking about Nassimba Webster, Travis Benjamin, like they've been looking good, Juwan Jennings as well. Um, but that kind of tapered off like towards the end. Like I, I don't think that Juwan Jennings had a particularly big game yesterday. Um, mm -hmm. Things have gone quiet for him. So I think no cap on that as well. Um, you know, I think Kurt is going to get a spot on this roster. Again, something we'll talk about when we do our projections here shortly. But before we do that, we're going to get into our Twitter tizzy. Yeah. So, 
we kind of already touched on it a little bit, but we're trying to figure out if, well, not we, but people on Twitter are trying to figure out if Trey Lance is capable of throwing a spiral. I guess <laughs> that's, that's what spiral. people are arguing over these days. Um, Steph, what did, what have you seen from Trey Lance's spin? And do you think it's something that people should be stressing over? Um, yeah. Cause they are. Yeah. I mean, stressing over. No. Um, it's, it's definitely something I've noticed, but the, the ball still gets to where it needs to go. That's the, that's the thing. Like, yeah, it'll be a wobbler, but it, it still gets to the receiver. If it were a, a wobbler and like it was underthrown, for example, um, then I'd be a little worried. But, you know, I haven't seen that as much. So, no, I'm not too worried about the pass being wobbly. Um, again, like we mentioned earlier, receivers have to make the catch, you know, as long as it's in their vicinity. Your hands touch it, you're expected to catch it. So, again, like, I think it's something that's correctable. Um, he's still getting his feet wet as a you know player in the NFL, and I think as he gets more playing time, you know that will improve. I'm not worried about it. I don't think fans should be worried about it. It's something to keep an eye on, of course, but no reason to get angry, start calling him a bus or anything like that. So, yeah, that's my take. Yeah, you said it all. I don't even think I need to add anything. <laughs> And I mean, I could think of like five Super Bowl winning quarterbacks off the top of my head that have thrown a wobbly pass or two. So, and one of them Peyton was Manning. against us and Peyton Manning. <laughs> I feel like Joe Flacco really just would lob it up there and it'd be oh, spinning God. and doing all kinds. It would be going the wrong way and people would still catch it for a touchdown. So at the end of the day, as long as the ball's in the air and it's getting to where it's going to go. What are you exactly. going to do about it? Yeah, exactly. you, you nailed it, Steph. Rant rant over. You said it all. <laughs> rant over, discussion over. I don't want to see anyone talking about this on Twitter ever again. Ever again. We close yeah. the discussion, okay? <laughs> all right. So now to the moment we've all been waiting for, we're going to project the 53-man uh, roster over here. So let's fucking go. Sorry to swear, but... <laughs> I mean, hopefully not. LFG. Let's go. <laughs> I need, we need a soundboard. We do. I need to get one. I will we'll work, work on, on that. that. All right. I, so, I have some sounds for you. Do you? Okay. We'll, we'll yeah. talk. We'll talk. Okay. <laughs> All right. So um, we have our 53-man projection spreadsheet here and i'm heard spreadsheets are like all the rage right now <laughs> they are all the rage right now everyone's talking spreadsheets what, what do you want to do first and should we do quarterbacks first that seems yeah. pretty easy right we can knock that out all right let's see so you see we got um jimmy garoppolo trey lance and nate sudfield do you want to keep nate sudfield i have two i have two quarterbacks um my reasoning is I kind of talked about it earlier. I don't think that two quarterback system is going to be like the norm. So I think that should allow them to just keep two quarterbacks on the roster. I mean, there's not yeah. that. I don't know. I just think, why are you, why are you trading up to get Trey Lance just to have a third quarterback taking up a roster spot on your bench? It just doesn't make sense to me. So I would rather use that roster spot somewhere else. I agree. So Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, are in agreement there <laughs> to quarterback. Um, I thought you were going to tell them like, Hey, if you're listening, but I forgot we are them. 
<laughs> we are them. We, you know, we've put our, our, I got my Kyle Shanahan hat on and you have your John Lynch hat on. So that's how we'll go about this. Dang. Um, all right. So now we got running back. So, you know, we probably want to keep like about five, five of them. Let's, let's make it easy. Heem. Also, mm. Kyle Juszczyk, I mean, you know, he should be up there, yeah, too. Yeah, Juice, account Juice is in there. He's going to be under running backs. Oh, I'm um, so excited to see Nosh who you want to keep. Ray Sherman. And this is where it gets interesting, because we got, we got three here. Um, and then we have Elijah Mitchell, Wayne Gallman. Between those, oh, Hasty. Hasty. Yeah, and Hasty. Also missed him. So who who would you put? I guess it doesn't matter the order, but so for the for the final two spots, yes, I have Elijah Mitchell marked as safe. He's making the fifty three. I, I think man. so too. I mean, they invested a, a draft spot in him, and I thought that he looked great on Sunday, and and did enough to to earn a spot on the roster, especially given the fact that his stock rises with that kickoff return of ability. So I'm throwing him on there. And then I don't know if we're going to agree on this last spot, but I would love to see Jamichael Hasty make the roster. Ooh, okay. You want yes. Gallman or what? Um, no. Uh, okay. My whole thing yeah. with that is, I mean, once Jeff Wilson Jr. comes back, one of these guys is off the roster anyway. So I would love to see Hasty get a chance. Yeah. And, and did you know, so okay, with Hasty it comes down to two things between Hasty and Gallman. Hasty is has been the better runner um this preseason and Gallman has better, been better pass at protector. Pass so it, you know, if you ask a, a fan, you know, I think they might say Hasty. If you if you ask a coach, they might say Gallman. So, you yeah. know, that's the interesting thing. So, you know, if I'm in Kyle Shanahan's head. I don't know what he would say. You know, on, I have no idea. This. I hope but that's he would why say I'm hasty, a fan. <laughs> that's why I'm a fan. Um, I hope he would say hasty because hasty, I don't know if you saw this, Ange, but he is NFC's leading rusher this preseason. Did you see that? Exactly. I did not know that, but it doesn't surprise me one bit. Like he's had right? such a good preseason. It only feels right to reward him for that. You know, and, and we saw him in games last season and he did great. So like I'm all for it. Get him on the roster. Get him on. And and not just Get that, him. like the the argument is also like, oh, like if you cut hasty, he'll go on the practice squad. Will he though? He's right. Sorry, will he though? He's going to get, get picked up. Oh, absolutely. Especially with all the noise that he's made this this preseason, 176 yards, three touchdowns. Wayne Gallman, on the other hand, he was a free agent when they signed him. You know, there's a chance he can go on the practice squad. So, you know, no harm, no foul there. Oh, you know what? Let's do special teams really quick because that's, you know, that's easy. We can we can knock that out. Yeah, none of these have had any competition throughout this offseason. So their spots are yeah. secure. You want to try tight end? Yeah. Let's, let's go for it. Okay, so we've got four options at tight end. Kittle, who that's a head scratcher right there. I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna say give it to him. (laughs) Um, well, do you want to go with three tight ends or four? I have four. You you have four. I have four. Interesting. Maybe I did my math wrong, but I have four. I would I would go with three. Um, what? So what's your argument for keeping uh, Michael Pruitt? Um, just because. 
it's nice to have someone who is, is as athletic as him. And he's really good um, on the blocking side of things and on special teams. He has that special teams ability. So I thought it might be nice to keep him on there. But also, I feel like going with three isn't a bad thing and using that roster spot somewhere else. Okay. Let's okay. Let's come back to that then. For now, we'll we'll for sure put Kittle and and Dwelly, but let's come back to the final two because you never okay. know. There might be a competition somewhere else where we're like, you know, maybe we don't need that fourth tight end. So true. So trying true. to convince you here, Ange. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you, I swear, I literally, you convinced me when you said, oh, I have three. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Whatever you say, Steph, you're way smarter than me. Oh, John Lynch, you're you're quite the pushover yeah. these days. I got to listen to the head coach. You feel me? <laughs> he he does have the final say in roster decisions. Let's See? not forget. This is true. Let's just, you know, center really quick, because this one is a pretty easy one as well. I mean, obviously, we have Alex Mack. There's Jake Brendel, who's who's actually been playing really well, like really well. He's been yeah. a bright spot. But, you know, is there really a need to have two centers on the roster? I'm not sure. What do you think, Ange? I have Mac and Brendel on my O-line. I just did the full O-line, um, and I have nine. Just for that depth, you feel me? All right, let's look at well. let's so let's look at offensive tackle and guard then. So obviously we've got a tackle. So we so are you keeping Sean Coleman or are you not? No. You are not keeping Sean Coleman. So I'm okay with not keeping Sean Coleman. That's fine. Um Alfredo Gutierrez is um he's a roster exemption, I think, right now. So he does not count towards a fifty-three. So we won't put him on the board for that reason, but he is still, he will likely be part of the team. Offensive guard, a few options here. So who did you, who are you keeping out of this group? Who are you not keeping out of this group? Tom Compton. And I didn't keep him either. I mean, obviously Tomlinson, he's a starter. Um, Brunskill, he has, you know, worked at, multiple positions on the offensive line. So definitely got to keep yeah. him around. I feel Aaron like, Banks, yeah. you know, he's your high draft pick. Definitely keeping him around. He is hurt, but he's going to make this 53 regardless. He is not on the pup. He is not on injured reserve. So, and Colton McKivitz, did you have him on? I do. He's my, he's last on my list, but I also had nine, remember? So if we're keeping eight, then he's my odd man out. <laughs> Did we rock paper scissors like i feel like i mean i have brendel higher on my death on, yeah, on my death chart so i'm rocking with him i mean i just threw mckivitz in there because i mean okay the only so the reason that i'm keeping mckivitz right now is because um aaron banks is hurt right now so um that so ryan sense. down here is saying what if matt gets hurt you gotta have two centers right I mean, if you have a center on your practice squad, then, you know, that I think you can always Not bring him deal. up if Alex Mack gets hurt. Um, and also, like, center is not something that you change in and out during games. Like, you know, he, he's a constant, right? right? So yeah. um, you, have to worry, you don't have to worry about that. Did That's I, did I sway you? 
Yeah. Um, I didn't even consider just having one center. So I feel like, but the way that you explained it, that makes sense. We'll see if that's how they roll. So we said Colton McKibbitts is up. Yeah. Well, yeah. Then, but since I swayed you there, I'm I'll uh I'll get you uh Michael Pruitt, you know? We'll Okay, I like that. Is that fair? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, because that's where we were. This is how you know general managers and head this coaches is how work. they work. This, this is, is how they, they work. This is how they come up with their fifty-three. In case you didn't know. Hey, it was better than your idea of rock paper scissors. <laughs> Could you imagine if that was how front offices made rosters? disaster total disaster oh that's i could i could name a few franchises that i think do come up with their (laughs) roster decisions that way (laughs) yeah same not going to though do you want to do wide receiver really quick yeah it it got a whole lot easier honestly like after the injury to richie james and like i was saying like nisimba webster juan jennings like they they kind of tapered off a little bit so i have a question about webster Okay. What is it just pronounced Simba? I think it's Nasimba. Cause on the broadcast, Greg Papa kept calling him Simba. And I was like, oh my God, is the end silent? So I'm gonna have to look into that. But also it's Greg Papa, so I'm not <laughs> you know, like it could have just been a mistake. But I just wanted to see if you knew. So sidebar okay. over. I've heard many people call him Nasimba Webster. So I right. honestly, yeah, I'm not sure. So receivers. Yes. Honestly, like, I think Sherfield's probably the third yes. now. I think I said that last week. Oh, I mean, I still have Sanu as three and then Sherfield as four, but Prob- anything yeah. could happen. I mean, they're probably like 3A and 3B, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's a <thing>. yeah. <laughs> Um. Okay, so we got four so far. We maybe want to have between six, seven. I think Jalen Hurd, you know, he's on there. I have Jawan Jennings just because of everything that we've heard about him all throughout camp. Yeah, um, no, he's and how he's good. performed. And then I would, I'm going to put Travis Benjamin. We good with that? That's yeah, I mean, we have that extra spot, and I know he's in concussion protocol, but I, he's been great, and he has that that speed. They've been talking a lot about his speed, how they haven't really had speed like him on the team in a while, and. um I just like him. So cool. He's shown a lot. All right. All right. So we got seven. We got seven wide receivers. <laughs> All right. I don't know if that's going to be the oh, case. Boy. But... Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. If there was an odd man out here, um, I mean, who would you? I'm take? leaving out Benjamin. Okay. Okay. Personally. Personally. Okay. Personally, I would take out Jennings. He's, he's just someone who has kind of flown under the radar on a national level that they think he could just be on the practice squad yeah that that, that's what i think that's my feeling but i you know i don't know we don't i'm not sure how this will shake out yeah we have no idea we have no idea what we're doing (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right let moving on to linebackers yeah let's go linebackers so we've got a pretty long list. Obviously, Warner Greenlaw is safe. Um, I would also say Aziz Ashair is safe. And then we we Harris. probably want to have like five linebackers. In- yeah, 
I feel like Harris is a lock. We were talking about him earlier, yeah. how much the coaches love him. So that's number four. So then it's just between the rest of the guys that are left. And I mean, it's been a pretty close competition all camp. Um, who would you go with? Yeah, I mean, okay, so Sullivan, actually, Sullivan had a pretty good game uh, yesterday. But was it enough? He was graded 89.9, actually, in the whole preseason, so that's pretty impressive. Hilliard, he could go on the practice squad, but me. He, I mean, he was an undrafted free agent. You know, he hasn't made that much noise either. I think he needs more time to grow into... Um, his abilities a bit so I wouldn't keep him around Jonas so it really comes down to Flanagan Fowles and Jonas Griffith for me yeah um and that's tough because Griffith has looked really good um at several points this season um Flanagan Fowles if I'm not mistaken did start at some points last year when they had a number of injuries at linebacker. So he has that experience already. I think that alone might give him the edge a bit. Um, I feel like there's no wrong answer. I feel like there's no wrong answer between the two. Um, I literally wrote down tough choice between (laughs) Flanagan Fowles and Jonas Griffith. But I went Griffith just because he has played so great during the preseason. All For the most part, all you have to go off of him is this preseason. Um, So... But then again, like Flanagan Fowles does have the repertoire with the team and being on the team for the past two seasons. So it's like does have that going for him. Um, I don't think there's a wrong answer. I would be curious to see like what everyone else in the world thinks. But I went with Griffith just personally. But I know you are a Flanagan Fowles girl. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I mean, I love I love Griffith and I don't want a situation where you cut him and another team picks him up that's that's my fear no i don't know sounds like you need to make a decision (laughs) i am kyle shanahan in this case after all yeah i'm gonna go with flanagan fouls just because he has that game experience you know he can do it um at a high level or you know just play against um you know starters in this league so i'm gonna give it to him but i'm really crossing my fingers that uh jonas griffith could make it to our practice squad or vice Um, versa however it ends up yeah yeah exactly let's do safeties next all right so we've got you think it's easy okay yeah (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) all right so okay here, I have Tervarius Moore grayed out because he is on the pup list. He does not count against the roster, so I'll leave him out of the list. But again, he's like still part of the team, guys. He's not going anywhere. He's just on the pup list. Yeah. Um. Okay, so Tart, obviously. Ward, obviously. Hufanga, we know he has played well enough to be an obviously at this point as well. He's a lock for me. And then it really comes down to Tavon Wilson and haha Clinton Dix. And honestly, like I know it's just the preseason and like Clinton Dix has gone in at, at most points when like starters haven't been in there, but he's played pretty well, all things considered. So to me, that's a, a tough choice. I hope that uh, Clinton Dix could make it to the practice squad. Um, 
because Tavon Wilson has also been playing well. Yeah, that's um, my fourth. Yeah, so I do give the edge to to Wilson here. I mean, they're both veterans, but I don't know. I think Wilson has the slight edge on Clinton Dix. And again, hopefully, I agree. If any injuries happen, hopefully Clinton Dix could be uh, available. Speaking of Greg Papa um, and Tim Ryan, can we talk about <laughs> what they did when Haha <laughs> intercepted the ball? <laughs> they, Greg Papa literally did the Woody the Woodpecker. Oh <laughs> I wanted to die. Well, one, I personally hate that people make fun of his name because that's his name. Like, come on now. You're you're like the broadcaster. You should be like exactly. professional oh. about his mm-hmm. name, if anyone. Right. Right. Exactly. That's what that's like. It seemed like it was disrespectful to the Raiders and it was disrespectful to Haha Clinton Dix. You know, it was like right. a double. It was like they're laughing at the Raiders, which like, yeah, if I'm drunk watching the game at my local pizza parlor like i'm gonna do that but not when i'm broadcasting the game you know like i know it's just preseason, but that's just it was so cringe a lot of what they've been saying have been cringe tasty hasty we're not doing T- that Dawson. oh yeah tasty hasty no that is unforgivable oh, yeah. we don't have <laughs> two cornerbacks <laughs> yeah let's do cornerbacks all right so we got jason ferret Emmanuel Mosley for sure is going to be on the other side. Those are your two starters there. Um, you also have Quan Williams, who will be your nickel. And then Diamador Lenore, who's had a really good preseason. And he got some time at, at nickel corner yesterday as well. So that that's cool that he could he could play both. He has that versatility. Yeah. Definitely a lock. Ambry Thomas is definitely a lock. Just the fact that he's been... Um, or he's a third round pick. I'm rocking it, with those five. Yeah, you're doing five. Let's see. Yeah, I think five is good. Definitely not touching Alexander Myers. <laughs> Devontae Harris. He, you know, I feel like they they claimed him from the Ravens, but I think that was more so for depth too. And yeah. What what do you think of Dante Johnson? He's not making it. You don't think he's making it? He's not on my five. He's not on your five. I'm keeping yeah. five and he's not on there. I don't think we have enough room to keep six unless you want to switch him out with Thomas. No, but that's interesting because like I, I was going to say, and this might be a little controversial, so no one hate me, but if Uh Ombre Thomas was not a third round pick, I'm not sure he'd, he'd be a lock on this roster. Am I? That's fair. Okay. Yeah. I for sure. I for sure think um, that plays a part into any rookie potentially making a roster you know you don't want to look at your draft as a failure if some of the guys don't make the team you know especially a third round second round fifth round pick we're throwing fifth round out there since they're always so good for the Niners (laughs) yeah they are um okay so we've got five corners and then we've got four safeties so total of nine defensive backs so yeah that's 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 about a good range. Now, def- you want to do defensive end? Yeah. All right. This one's kind of easy. I mean, Bosa, Ebukam, um, Arden Key, D Ford. Those are. I mean, any uh, objections there? Nope. Those are <laughs> those are the guys. 
can't complain, dude. It's pretty yeah, they pretty good outlook for that. So yeah, definitely. Um, Alex Barrett looked really good yesterday. He he only played 14 pass rush snaps. He had five pressures, one sack, three tackles, and two tackles for loss. Two of those nice. were tackle for loss. So that that's really good. Um, another note here is Jordan Willis is suspended for the first six weeks of the season. So he's yeah. not going to count towards the 53 for those first six weeks as well. Yeah, so, that's why I, mean, I have Arden Key on there. Yeah, so that allows for someone else to stay. Um, so, you know, looking at some silver linings. Yeah, and also don't do illegal substances so you get suspended. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you doing? Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Moving on to defensive tackles. Armstead, Kinlaw, I mean, DJ Jones for sure. Maurice Hurst is on the pup list. Again, he doesn't count towards the 53. Darion Daniels is probably the odd man out here. Yeah. Thoughts? I agree. Okay. I Whew, I got contavious. Man, we agreeing. Oh, you know what? I didn't have those givens on here. What? I oh, Gibbons. I do. You, so you have Oops. givens making it. Okay. Yeah. So, well, let's see. Well, let's see where that has us. Yeah. I've Not, lost count. Is We're this good with Givens on there. <laughs> okay. Is this have we gone through all of them? Yeah. Then yeah, that's fifty-three. Okay. If we added Pruitt, yeah. Yeah, Pruitt, we did add. I'm wondering, like, are there gonna be any surprises? You know? I think there'll definitely be some surprises. I mean, maybe at quarterback is every year. Quarterback. They could keep they could keep three quarterbacks. Oh, I guess you're right. Shanahan's a three-quarterback guy. That would just be such a waste. I would be so pissed if, you know, they cut someone on the defensive line, for example. Like, I I don't know. Like, that is just – that would be a travesty. Right. And that's why we have two quarterbacks on our 53-man roster because – we're the we're the real brains here. And honestly, I think Nate Sudfield is probably gonna make the practice squad anyway. Yeah. I don't, I don't see another team picking him up. So well, I mean, after his showing between his showing in Philadelphia last year and his showing in preseason this year, never say never. That was a joke, by the way. <laughs> we're keeping sweet. Two. We did it. Let's, we did I'm it. so excited to see if we're right. Keep in mind also the limit for practice squad is 16 because they're they've opened it up. They're still keeping the COVID practice squad rules. So it's going to be 16 Ugh. players. We'll we'll see some players that were part of the 80 man, 83 man roster. And we'll also see some players from other teams making it onto our practice squad. So yeah. It'll be interesting to see what they do. And we can't wait to talk about it in next week's episode. So hopefully we have a lot to talk about. Oh, I'm sure we will. (laughs) (laughs) So, So yeah, thank you for listening until next week. Peace.